E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome uh, to another exciting episode of our podcast which is coming down to probably the single most question that we get asked in the office every single day, and that is Brexit. It is the biggest question we get asked, and we are excited today because we've come into London to uh, meet with Hamish here, who's going to talk us through uh, Brexit and what's happening. So, um, this is Hamish. Uh, so, congratulations and welcome to Hamish. Uh, Hamish, why don't you just introduce yourself and, and where you're from? So, uh, Hamish Mures, I work for a business called OFX. We are a publicly listed um, foreign exchange broker, um, originally from Australia, but we help um, now businesses all over the world, uh, whether they're customers in the US, in Europe, with all sorts of foreign currency needs. So, whether it's their you know, importing, exporting costs, or I guess um, in, this, in your case, um, uh, businesses that are selling on Amazon, uh, selling on eBay, uh, across all the different platforms, Amazon.co.uk, .de, .fr, .com, predominantly as well. Perfect, excellent. So, that's a bit Brexit, about yeah, yeah. So Brexit. I mean, this is the the key. We're gonna we're gonna in this episode, we're really gonna go from the basics forwards to give you a real understanding of yeah. what's happening. So Hamish, why don't you start off with you know really really simple? What's Brexit? Um, well, it, it all started uh, a number of years ago, two thousand and sixteen. Um, Former Prime Minister David Cameron uh, announced that he was going to um, uh, hold a referendum uh, with regards to our membership to the EU. Uh, and this, this came about because um, a large part of um, his party, the Tory party, they'd been um, Eurosceptics for, for a long, long time. And there was concerns whether you know, some of his popularity, some of his um, voters uh, were moving over to a different party, a, a, a party, uh, UKIP. Um, who were you know very 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 anti Europe and, and very vocal about it. So David Cameron holds uh, announces he's going to um, renegotiate our deal with the EU, uh, and then off the back of that also hold a referendum. Now his his renegotiation doesn't go so well. So um, we come to the referendum summer of twenty sixteen, which I'm, I'm sure that we all know um, the UK uh, to the tune of fifty two percent voted to leave the EU. Excellent. Now you say the EU. What is yep. what is the EU? Uh, so EU is uh, a, a block, and it's predominantly, um, and I guess for your clients, and the most important aspect is it's, it's a trading block. It's the single largest trading block in the world, uh, and you know our membership um, of it uh, meant you know free movement of uh, goods and services um, from from the UK for, um, into Germany, into France, and and vice versa, and from from mainland Europe into into the UK as well. So. Um, it's a it's a trading block that's um, managed um, out of uh, Brussels, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So so now we know what the EU is. The UK has said yep. in a referendum that fifty two percent of the UK population wanted to leave yep. the EU. Uh, so what's the story since the vote then? Well, um, so from a foreign currency um, point of view, and you know our bread and butter, we saw immediately after the referendum um, uh, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it, Generally, in the markets, it wasn't a very, very um, popular um, outcome, and as a result, um, sterling crashed um, around 16% against the euro and you know 20 something percent against the US dollar. So, you know, that was the the immediate um, you know shock and um, after effect 
and that uh, against the US dollar in particular, um, it's the popularity of Brexit. I, I've always said it's like a litmus test. It's it's really um, you know presents what what the markets and what investors feel about in the in the UK economy and UK growth. Yeah. Okay. So, so from our clients' point of view, yeah. actually, who are based in the states, actually yeah. from a currency point of view, they were better off. Yeah, yes, certainly. And you know, we we, we saw that we saw um, you know big pickup in um, in you know internal flows and. and from questions from customers who are immediately taking advantage of you know the the now stronger US dollar compared to the pound and yeah. that sterling that pound weakness yeah. immediately made it much more um, competitive for competitive for foreign companies to be selling into the UK and similarly for UK companies to that are selling um, selling abroad in in mainland Europe yeah. um, in particular which is great you know yeah. it's a great opportunity for people so We've done the vote. The currency had a bit of a fluctuation. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the what? You know, what's really happened next? Where are we you know, today? If you like, well, the... well, different governments, um, EU uh, negotiation sort of um, sort of finalised, I guess. Um, although you know that's that looks to be uh, looks like it could change. So uh, David Cameron's resigned, um, and you know Theresa May's come in. She's also had a general election in order to justify her. Her position and her mandate, unfortunately, and it didn't go too well for um, Prime Minister Theresa May. And she she lost a big majority um, that the Tory Party had uh, beforehand, and so she lost that. And so she's had to go into uh, as a, a government of um, supply and confidence, I think it's called, um, uh, with the uh, the DUP, which is a, a, a crucial party in in Northern Ireland. Yeah. And it's that Northern Ireland that pays. Um, it's that Northern Ireland question that plays a very, very important role um, in yeah. Brexit as, as it stands. Yeah, and we're going to come on to that in a moment, I, yeah. I, I suspect. So, so we've got a withdrawal agreement, yeah. Yeah, which was triggered by something called Article 50. Yeah. What, what is Article 50? Because that's a key part that people might want to... Yeah, so this, this is a big, big date to, to keep in mind. Article 50 um, was triggered uh, two years ago, uh, and it gave the UK two years to negotiate a, a deal with the EU. Um, that end date is March the 29th. This year? This year, 20, critical, yeah, 2019. So as things stand, uh, the UK is set to leave the EU uh, on March the 29th. So essentially, so far today, we've had two years to negotiate with the EU, yeah. which we've done. Yeah. We have an agreement with the EU. Yeah. So what happens next? So um, as things stand, um, Theresa May's, uh, well, she, she presented um, her plan uh, to Parliament and it was meant, meant to be a vote in December. She postponed it to try and get more support for her plan, her Brexit withdrawal agreement. Um, she kicked the can down the road um, to January, which is where we are today, uh, and she lost the vote um, pretty comprehensively um, last week. It was the biggest loss that governments had in decades and decades. Yeah. Long before my time, long before your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, she then had uh, around about a week or you know, three or four days to renegotiate. And the, the hope was that she'd you know, cross the aisle and bring in the Labour Party to actually understand what Parliament as a whole wanted. Yeah. Plan B. Well, plan B didn't really look any different to Plan A um, in the eyes of many. Yeah. Uh, and so it's still expected that when Plan B is voted on at the, the end of January... That she's going to lose that vote still. Yeah, and she's still negotiating with the EU. Yeah, and yeah. Different how different par parties. Yeah. To try and resolve that yeah. before she finalises. Is that fair? Yeah. So um, they, well, the EU have um, you know have kind of said for the 
since November, I think, you know, we're no more negotiating. You know, these, we've put our cards on the table, this is, this is the plan. So we've got a vote on uh, the 29th of January, yep. you know, around, around about then. Um, but, you know, the leave date, mm -hmm. as it stands today, what, is the 29th of March. Yeah. So, so what happens, as of today, yeah. what happens come the 29th of March? Well, if, if nothing changes, really, uh, Theresa May loses that plan, um, it looks like the UK will, will literally come crashing out of Europe with a no deal. Okay. There's a, a small number of MPs, um, you know, across a couple of different parties who think, no, that's fine. We, we leave the EU, we crash out, and we can then start with a completely blank slate and negotiate everything again. And I'm not sure about you, but my feelings would be, you know, your clients would, would not want that. Um, no one really wants... Doesn't know, it sound stable, does it? No, no, no one really wants, at the start of April, um, or their new financial year, which is the start of April for a lot of people, um, to not understand that relationship with the UK and Europe, you know. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, hour-long queues at Dover and Calais, you know, confusion over whether people can, you know, go to Europe, you know, queues at the Eurotunnel, you know, yeah. chaos. Yeah. Um, let alone, you know, housing prices, further collapse in the, in the, in the pound sterling, yeah. more I mean, and more uncertainty. Some of those are more specific for, you know, people in the UK or the yeah. EU traveling between those. Mm -hmm. So if you're stateside or we want, I want to travel to the States, we're yeah. probably not going to experience any issues. Yeah, yeah. There is probably going to be more of an issue for our clients' fulfillment yeah. and goods located yeah. all around Europe. But we'll, I think we'll touch on that in, yeah. in a moment. So, so at the moment, a no deal yeah. is possible, which means we just start with a blank canvas and yeah. we just crack on, which to me sounds pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 the saving grace, and I guess, that could be um, Theresa May um, you know, making concessions uh, and, and adopting a softer Brexit and you know, more integration, closer, closer times with, with Europe. Yeah. And if she gets that passed, there is still the difficulty that she has to go back to Europe and get it approved by Europe again. Yeah. And there could be changes for, from a European point of view. So from a, a negotiation point of view, mm -hmm. we're sort of running out of time, aren't we? I yeah. mean, I don't know how long it takes for our listeners or for yourself to negotiate, but typically those times, yeah. there's a bit of time to negotiate. Yeah. It's not yeah. something that happens overnight. Um, and we can see, yeah, US yeah. clients have seen that with China and Trump and yeah. all those different oh, negotiations yeah. that happen. Yeah. So we all know that governments take a significant amount of time to do that. So, so many cogs that, you know, slowly turn and so many parties that are interested and so many people that have to come to the table and agree. And just from a, a Westminster point of view, uh, where, you know, Parliament sits in the UK, um, it probably looks like a month that any deal has to any deal that is approved has to get ratified. So, you know, you're not looking at the end of March, really. You're actually looking at something like the end of February, um, really, f for that, for any deal to be approved. And it just brings the timeline in by only four weeks. But yeah, I mean, if, if we all really talk about, we've already said that the 29th of January is when the next yeah. vote is going to be. That only leaves us four weeks between then yeah. and, well, let's say the 28th of Feb. Yeah. Uh, to keep the math simple, you know, it only gives yeah. us a short amount of time. So we do only have the clock is four thinking, weeks, yeah. yeah, really in real terms. So uh, okay, all right. So uh, no deal's possible. Yeah. Um, what are the other options on the table? Very, very good question. Um, a, a second referendum, uh, and this is something that uh, is interesting again because um, Jeremy Corbyn, who's the the head of the Labour Party, has kind of 
is not really ever put his cards on the table and you know he is um you know he's a euro skeptic and he's the head of a, a party that's kind of pro europe yep. uh, and so that's you could see why that why that's difficult for him um his party the majority of them kind of want this second referendum and they've now the Labour Party have pushed a motion uh, for Theresa May's Brexit deal to have a second referendum. Yeah. In the in the weird um, terms of you know uh, of politics and um, that actually might favour Theresa May. The fact that there are reports that that um, the Labour Party is pushing for the second referendum and Jeremy Corbyn pushing for a second ref referendum might actually make some. Tory MPs, some Conservative MPs, you know, well, we prefer to go with Theresa May's deal yeah. rather than risk a second general, a second referendum. Right, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a lottery, what could happen? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no deal, uh, yep. which would be, you know, pretty bad for everyone and, you know, bad for the currency markets, particularly for the pound. Yeah. Um, second referendum. Yes. Uh, could actually favour Theresa May in, uh, in a weird way. Yep. Um, and uh, could be good for for the pound, and yep. you know because it keeps, in um, you know no one really really know the timeline, and yep. you know it'd be more stability and certainty for a little longer. Yes. So that so that could be good. Uh, the third um, possibility, and I think there's something that's probably the most likely is um, this Article Fifty date being extended and being rolled. Okay, so, so instead of it being the 29th of March, yeah. which gave us two years from when yeah. it was triggered, yeah. that being extended. Yeah, so they, um, and which would bring a lot of the pressure off. So the, um, uh, this I think it would just be require a motion in Parliament to extend that and maybe extend that to about July time or the summer um, yeah. to give Parliament more time um, to, to actually hammer out a deal internally yeah. and then go back to Europe and just check, um, hopefully it's all okay. Okay, so I think what we're saying there at the moment, at the moment there's a few options. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't really know yeah. exactly what's going to happen yeah. because we're in the hands of the government. Yeah. But come the 29th of January is the key date yeah. Yeah. when we'll certainly understand a, a fair bit more. Is yeah, that... yeah. I hope, fingers crossed. Um, and and there, there is a possibility that Theresa May's deal just gets, just gets approved. Um, yeah. uh, and I, the important thing there, and one of the very attractive things for, for businesses globally, um, is part of Theresa May's deal is a, a transition period. So, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be crashing out on the 29th of March. Yeah. Um, we'd have two years to implement any plans and negotiate further um, with the EU. Yeah. Uh, that would take us all the way up to uh, the end, the December 2020. Okay, so we've still got a fair amount of time in that yeah. way, uh, should that happen. Yeah. All right, so where does this stand for our e-commerce clients, I suppose, is the big question. Uh, well, um, I always think that there's um, in these times there's always opportunity um, uh, as well. You know, uncertainty can bring opportunity. So, Definitely. you know, you're a U.S. Um, uh, a business selling into the U.K. Uh, that's immediately going to become um, cheaper for you. Um, arguably, it has done since since 2016, um, particularly in a, in a no deal um, Brexit scenario. While the, the likelihood of that is a little lower than all of the other scenarios. Um, it does does create um, opportunity um, uh, for a lot of uh, US businesses. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's the first key point is yeah. there's opportunities to make more money. Yeah. That that's the first key point that clients are yeah. going to be more yeah. interested yeah. in. Um, certainly, and um, the UK uh, either way is going to be in a position um, to negotiate um, trade deals uh, with all 
different countries all over the place. And we'll be honest, um, one of the ones that they'll want to knock out first is a, is a trade deal with the US. Yeah. Um, obviously, if the UK's largest trading partner is the EU, second second largest one here is the US. So you know, that's the other thing to, to look out for, that future trading relationship, which I think, you know, as things stand, will be, will be very strong and very favourable to both US businesses and UK businesses. Yeah. And what, what sort of key questions your e-commerce clients are currently asking you about Brexit? Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, how is, how is it going to affect the currency market? Um, yeah. there's, uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty around the pound. Um, yeah. And actually looking at the pound at the back end of 2018, it did resemble something more along the lines of a, an emerging market currency. It was yeah. so volatile. Yeah. Um, but our clients want to know, you know, what uh, the pound could do um, uh, later on in, in 2019. And, yeah. you know, generally it's, it's kind of on the up. Um, it's kind of making it more and more, um, it, making it cheaper and cheaper for UK importers to once again buy their goods um, overseas. Yeah. I suppose the, the next question I'll have is, is from a fulfillment point of yeah. view, how, how easy is it going to be to get their products from the UK across to Germany or France? Yeah, that, I, guess, I guess that depends on the, the nature of um, Brexit uh, um, and what sort of Brexit we have. Yeah. If it's a no deal Brexit, no, it's probably not going to be. It's not going to be good for anyone. Um, it's going to make it very, very difficult. But you know, any um, Theresa May style Brexit or you know a softer Brexit that'll be you know much more uh, in line with things that uh, at the moment. Yeah. And for businesses looking and businesses in general look for, or in my experience, look from the short to the medium term. Yeah. Um, a transition period, uh, which is what Theresa May has promised and what the EU want. Um, yeah will make things more certain for, for two years. So actually, for two years, nothing might change. And it'd be yeah. easy for, for businesses, no matter where they are, to fulfill um, different um, uh, sort of uh, logistic commitments uh, across, across Europe. Perfect. So I think we're going to start wrapping this up. So I think the, the key things, what is yeah, the, the, the next key date mm -hmm. uh, and the thing to look out for, because we're going to run another podcast on Brexit in a month yeah. or so's time. Yeah to update people. What are the key, key dates people need to know as of like today? Um, well, I, I guess it's important to, to catch up again in, in about a month because yep. things could change. But for, for us, um, the next key date would be the 29th of January. Yep. Parliament is set to vote um, on Theresa May's Plan B. Yep. Uh, and it's kind of Plan yep. B. Possible Plan B. Um, yep. On the 29th of March. Um, yes. That's the next key date and that, that will be could give us another update, another indication of what's going to happen in the next yeah. month and next two years and there yeah. and beyond. Amazing. So, um, you know, what if, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you guys, yep, yep. Uh, how can they do that? Um, so visit the website, um, OFX.com, or, or get in touch, London at OFX.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the usual channels. Yep. Um, ask lots of questions. We're, we're here. We're open 24-7 um, throughout the whole Brexit. Uh, we're always open 24-7. But in particular, yeah. you know, um, throughout the whole Brexit and you know times these times of uncertainty, it's always key to you know be there for your clients and no no limit on transfers whatsoever either. So we're we're, we're open for business as per usual. Amazing. Well, I think that's been super interesting. I mean, there's been some really really interesting stuff that's come out of that. I think the key from us was to give you guys you know listening the opportunity to hear really what Brexit is, yeah. where we currently are, and what could happen in the future. 
and give you the basis of the information that we have as of today. And I think that you know, we're going to do another one in a month's time mm -hmm. after the 29th of January date, looking towards the 29th of March, in order to, for you to understand what's happening now and what's happening next mm -hmm. to keep you uh, updated. So I think from us here, here at Global Ecommerce Experts, we want to say thank you very much to you, you guys for hosting us here in London and uh, to Hamish okay. for using his wisdom to help us. Andy, thank uh, you very much. No worries. Cheers. Amazing to have you on. Thank you. Cheers. E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce experts. E